is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions, and we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. This state was forged by some of the toughest men and some of the strongest women ever to walk the face of the earth. Our American ancestors were proud citizens, fiercely independent North Carolina patriots who blazed their own trail. From Asheville to Charlotte, from Greensboro to Raleigh, we will make America great again. All right. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That is Vince Taglia via this special project. Daily Dose Live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I am uh, in my remote studio in Minnesota. So 
don't mind the lower quality video, but this is what we have to do to get it out there, to get the news out there, to get the truth spreaded. I hope everybody is having a fantastic night. Glad I could join in on the show last night for uh, just a short time there, 30, 35 minutes. But I think we got enough out. We're going to talk a lot about those different topics tonight as well, because I believe truly that the world is on the brink, that the world is on the brink of war, the war is on the brink of financial collapse. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump said some interesting things last night, didn't he? He he said interesting things last night, and he went on a little tweet tirade a few hours ago today, too. I was just reviewing over the last couple hours. And uh, it's pretty exciting to see his levels of hope during these dark times, because if anybody knows anything that we don't, it would be Trump. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think he does know a few things that we don't know. I think he knows what is coming. And that's why nothing can stop what is coming. And the best is definitely yet to come. Um, just a few announcements. Uh, we do have the Battle of the Streams going on. This is between DLive, Rumble, and Pilled. Uh, much appreciated for everybody out there, especially the, uh, the people out there also helping us on our Give, Send, Go campaign. Um, if you're looking for that, givesendgo.com slash redpills. Or the easy URL to get there is redpills.tv slash go. Uh, we had a good donation come out in last night. I'm just so appreciative of everybody helping to support us. Uh, myself, Vince, Andrea, and everything that we do here at the Red Pill Project. Independent media, alternative media, um, and what we're doing to try to get the truth out there. Um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's an interesting time. I really didn't have time to go into the news circuit today. But uh, you're going to take me through it. And I, I, I've glanced at all the news articles. I read through most of them. And um, it, it's just an interesting time to be alive. It's just an interesting time to be alive. But, you know, Vince, why don't we do this? Let's start with Donald Trump's uh, Truth Social post and go through those. Yeah, let's do it, man. And that video that we started with was one of them. And what what a great place to start. Um, Donald Trump on Truth. So, I believe this is a short video, just 40 seconds. Let's watch it. It's a clip from Fox News. Actually, let's get our faces in here. Like the FBI and the DOJ would be there to protect us, to defend us, especially a former president. I haven't seen anyone else be treated like this in my life. Russia hoax. Letitia James. You know, and I can tell you, honestly, Jesse, as somebody who is very intimately related with all of his legal cases, there is more than people know that you'll be hearing that this lines up perfectly, that I can tell you that they are working in tandem together to try and take him down. And if he wasn't ahead in the polls, this wouldn't be happening. So you think this is a conspiracy between several different legal investigations working together? A hundred percent. And it's politically motivated? A hundred percent. Hmm. Politically motivated. Yeah, and there's more than people know. And this just goes to confirm what we just said about if anybody knows something, it's Trump, but apparently even her. So it's encouraging. That's an encouraging one. Do you have any thoughts on on that video? It's a conspiracy and Trump's retruthing. Well, it it is a conspiracy. They are they are conspiracy conspiring on multiple different legal campaigns, weaponizing the Department of Justice in the United States of America to go after a political candidate. Because simply because he's leading in the polls with his endorsed candidates, um, an endorsement from Donald Trump is gold money. You're basically guaranteed the the, the nomination, and you have about an eighty five percent chance of actually getting elected. And so, um, he's a powerful man right now in the political community, and they don't like that. 
Um, you know, reiterating what we talked about last night. Donald Trump came out on his true social account and said, there needs to be peace brokered between Ukraine and Russia. Two countries he has really good relationships with, Putin and Zelensky. Yes. Now, I want everybody to keep this in mind in a possible scenario that can play out here. In November, or in October, Red October, which we have the two symbolic relationships in Red October, <clears throat> we have October 17th, to, uh, October 17th, 1917, which was the Bolshevik Revolution, the overthrow of the uh, Russian czar of the Romanov family. And then we have the hunt for right October, which the hunt for was removed, um, which was a nuclear scare incident, right? Yeah. Um, the thing that's interesting about the Red <laughs> Scare and this revolution that happened in Russia, Red October, is all of that is kind of the catalyst for everything happening today. And that was really highlighted by Putin in his speech when he was talking about the history and all this stuff. And it just fits Red October to the T. It's really interesting how it's all folded together and coming together yeah 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 absolutely and uh you know we have multiple references in october 2018 on the cue boards pertaining to um nuclear incidences nuclear standoffs these types of things um roxy will know the one i'm thinking of the other movie um what's the one movie i'm thinking of uh the tom clancy one oh shoot you know me that q always referenced Oh, anyways, uh, um, but sorry. but but this is what we're talking about here is that October is going to be a very, very heated month. And I just want everybody to imagine for a moment that Trump made this offer. Putin and Zelensky come in and say, yes, let's let's get to the table and negotiate and broker a deal. And the United States delegation says, no, not Trump. Mm-hmm. And Putin and Zelensky both demand him. They demand Trump to negotiate and broker this deal. He goes in and within 24 hours, the deal is negotiated and brokered. That would be amazing. This man, this man will have had been avoided nuclear war. He will have brokered um, a peace deal between the largest skirmish in, in the last probably two or three years. Um, the, the threat of nuclear war would dwindle. Um, the, the whole world would be watching, would not be able to ignore it. The mainstream media would not be able to ignore it. And that would be the publicity that he would have going into the November election, of which the Joe Biden administration was unable to do. Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor for the president, was unable to do. Victoria Sunland, Newland, was unable to do. Um, any of the former Obama appointees that are now with uh, uh, Joe Biden, Blinken, doesn't matter. Austin doesn't matter. They will be defenseless. They would basically look like absolute puppets and pawns who are orchestrating this whole event to begin with, with this proxy war with Russia. And Donald Trump will come out victorious. This will lead into the November midterm elections. And there would be no way that they could steal those elections because the Democrats would look at the, would be at the bottom of the barrel. They'd be at the foundation of just shit. Yeah. because of what Donald Trump just did. And I want everybody to see that perspective. This is how you create a red wave tsunami, is you orchestrate these types of global events that organize around these types of things. You bring Donald Trump in, he negotiates and brokers this peace talk between Ukraine, Russia, Russian troops leave, and bada bing, bada boom, this man is back on top of the world again. 
And now people will start saying, just think about the liberals who think about this. I mean, seriously, like traditional liberals or traditional Democrats, not the far left, they would be like, oh, my God, you know, Donald Trump did a really good thing. He did a really good job, man. Like, that's how they'd be looking at it. And they look at Joe Biden couldn't do it. That's that's the thing that we have to see here. It's not that Trump would do it. We know that. And there's potential that this is what was negotiated. We know that Donald Trump had a talk with Zelensky, had a talk with Putin and Zelensky. He, he had a talk with all these other BRICS nations. It's almost like they're orchestrating this whole event to basically bring down the fall, the deep state, the globalist. And if that's the truth, then we could potentially see this type of event unravel. If this does unravel, you have to understand what this means. It's not necessarily a thing about Trump. It's a thing about the U.S. delegation. It's about Biden. It's yeah. about Blinken. It's about all these guys being completely incompetent to do their job. All they were doing was pushing the war machine by funding Ukraine and giving them money and never once coming to the table to negotiate with Russia. Remember that. Russia comes forth and Ukraine comes forth and says, yeah, let's talk. Let's get Trump out there. Right? right. And all of a sudden, peace is brokered. This is going to be absolutely devastating. The end of the Democrat Party. And I have a feeling this is potentially what could happen here. That would be amazing, dude. And you know what? Even if Biden could negotiate peace, do they actually want peace or would they go for everything? Their globalist agenda of taking over the world and just have war. Yeah. They would just have war. See, see that's the thing. And that's the beautiful thing about what Trump just did by offering that. They don't want peace. They want to rid russia of vladimir putin they want to take vladimir putin out they want to remove him from power the same thing that i think some of all fears thank you john Mayer. um the movie i was talking about some of all fears yes. in, in china i think they've neutralized xi jinping i honestly do this is my thought i think they've neutralized xi jinping um but i think what we could see here is Zelensky mm-hmm. acting playing the bad guy but okay. really I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm speculating here, right? Zelensky coming to the table, and this would be devastating for the U.S., the Western nations, NATO, NATO, because they want a war yeah. with Russia. Remember, they have the documents where they're going to preemptively strike Russia and take out their missile, um, their missile bases, right? Yeah. This that was a, that's an act of war alone, right there. Isn't there a isn't isn't there a seventeen post about? Everybody being actors, just like you just said, Zelensky comes. Zelensky's yeah. just an actor in this. Oh my goodness! Imagine he, he's a legit actor. He's legit. actual. He's an actual actor. That's the funny <laughs> thing. Oh my gosh, man! Yeah, the libtards would shit themselves if that happened. <laughs> that red pill's gonna hurt. Um, yeah, it will. Wow. Joe Biden would be forced to give Donald Trump the Medal of Freedom. <laughs> right and a nobel and a nobel band. peace prize yeah. yeah and a nobel peace prize yeah a well-deserved one unlike uh barry uh Sar- Sar- yeah barry Sar- sartoros sartoros yeah. sartero sartoro <laughs> his indonesian name his fake award all right let's bring back up trump's board and let's look at some more here yeah next here i love this chart here's a nasdaq comparison chart <laughs> oh wow look at that donald trump is blue and joe biden is orange do you notice a trend there's 
there's something called divergence <laughs> and and that is absolutely divergence um we might have towards the 700 days in the next 100 days of office we might have a a little incline but i don't think so i think we're going to have a complete divergence of uh the market sustainability here um that that's just sad looking at that yeah it is quite depressing look at that v-shape recovery the v-shape recovery everybody thought was impossible boom anyway pretty funny mm-hmm. onward here trump says we could get it all back again everybody's saying my mic sounds different i'm not on my uh my traditional mic i'm sorry i'm on the computer's built-in mic yeah we have a uh different setup today it's- all right trump versus biden stock market performance difference nasdaq cumulative performance trump 61 percent increase over biden dow 39 percent increase over biden s p 32 percent annualized performance i mean trump just dominates 35 percent 22 percent 18 percent just well. absolutely crazy joe biden's name. how does trump compare yeah, how does Trump compare to Biden in the stock market? We share the facts of cumulative and analyzed performance between Trump and Biden in the stock market cumulatively across the S and P five hundred. Trump is twenty nine point four two percent compared to Biden's negative two point seven eight percent, a difference of thirty two percent. Absolutely crazy. Sad. And Trump said we could have it all back again. He's very optimistic. Yeah, that makes me extremely happy. Now you can skip over this next one. I don't like tech. I think Ted Cruz is just a globalist puppet. He jumped on the uh, the Tea Party movement, yeah. and uh, he he was a Democrat before that. Jumped on the Tea Party movement. Uh, could care less about uh, about that guy. There's, there's quite a few Republicans out there that I feel that way about. Uh, and I'm going to pull up True Social on my account so I can uh, I see what you're looking at there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made a bad decision. It all became boring without trump they want us back so badly and he uh, trump posted an article about zuckerberg zuckerberg's net worth drops by 70 billion dollars after censoring president trump and pursuing idiotic metaverse according to the dc inquirer just a nice wow there <laughs> trump shitting on zuckerberg well and, and and that's what you get is i mean when you vote for these radical liberal policies when you bring in um, you know, various regulations and policies that crash yeah. the market, that hurt the market, that are anti-American sentiment, and you're sending all of your money overseas, you are printing radically, you are producing some of the largest bills in human history in America with tax dollars that we don't have because we're $30 trillion in debt. Um, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get exactly what we're seeing today. Yeah, and they are taking... They're just really draining the system, uh, the monetary system, as quickly as they can, it seems. Mm-hmm. It, it's absolutely crazy. Um, J.D. Vance is far superior to Tim Ryan. Just a little bit of political help there. Fake poll leading by much more than that. Our country is dying, for heaven's sakes. And uh, he's absolutely right. I looked at these polls. Trump is leading, but... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm open up that fake poll, so... This is uh, from the newsbusters.org. Washington Post buries its own terrible poll for Biden on page A14 with Trump ahead. 
wow. How incredibly damaging have all the Trump scandals and legal woes been in the political appeal? The latest ABC Washington Post poll found that if the 2024 race is again between Biden and Trump, 48% of registered voters say they would support Trump, while 46% say they would support Biden. The difference within this poll margin of error absolutely crazy and we know that the numbers and we know that's a fake poll that's a manipulated poll that these people do that's the crazy thing he's winning even in their manipulated polls they can't even it's it's actually quite amazing and a great sign well and this is what we're expecting here coming into midterms is that there's such an overwhelming uh, turnout on the voter rolls that in order for them to cheat or steal, they have to go above and beyond, which breaks their own rules in stealing. So one one thing we have to understand is the 2020 election, they had to break their rules to cheat. So when you cheat in an election, we got to remember, you can't just flood in 20 million ballots and be like, okay, we won, right? right? It doesn't work that way. You have to stay within certain statistical and analytical parameters right and to me i think of one very simple one and it's how many voters are there in the u.s and how many votes were cast right there you go exactly how many voters are there in the u.s what is the what is the statistical proportion of those voters that vote in primary elections and in general elections right we know this when we look at this, there's um i forgot the name of the statistical analysis that's actually utilized for this Starts with a B. Yeah, let me think about it. Go ahead. But but it's similar to a belt, right? Is that you're always going to have this average accumulative amount of voters that turn out. Like in the 2020 election, we still had 100, like 71 or 80 million voters that didn't even turn out the vote in the United States of America. But when we're looking at those those numbers, is that we can look at the history of the United States of America and understand that in the primary elections, we know to almost a T who's going to turn out the vote. Now that can deviate away from that bell curve, right? That can deviate, you know, uh, you know, 1.2 point on the log scale. Okay. But when you have a massive deviation away from that center, yeah, this is actually what they utilize to determine fraud in elections. Yeah. And we actually did it in the 2020 election and conclusively have found fraud to be there. And I think this time, it's going to be even bigger, even more apparent fraud using these same techniques. I wish I remembered the name of that mathematical uh, analysis. I'm looking up right now. Thing. Yeah, I was trying to. It's just, it's on the tip of my tongue. I swear. I Some, someone out there knows it. I'm sure. It's oh, yeah. like. Uh... But I loved reading about that and learning about that. No, not not Bellwether. Uh, What what did they say? Bellwether. I think it's Bellwether. Uh, Well, if that's what you're talking about, then. But I'm thinking of something else. But that's okay. Red Wave, nonetheless. Yep, Red Wave, nonetheless. All right, let's get back into this. What do you say? Oh, Bellwether's an organization. It's an actual... um, Yeah, let's jump into it. It, It's an actual um, statistical formula that shows deviation away from center that is statistically improbable. 
and they use it to basically determine um, if elections are fraudulent or not. And the Trump oh. election was two deviation points. The 2020 election was two deviation points away from actual center, which is a large indication of fraud. It's 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 um actually it looks at like it looks at the random number generators or numbers that are randomly generated versus yep. numbers that are fraudulently inserted. It, is right. what it looks at. I remember that. I don't but remember anyways, like. we we know what the turnout's going to be in November. And so here's the thing is if we overwhelm, we know that we can probably have one statistical deviation away from that center, and that could make all the difference because their numbers of, of cheating have to be within that, that 0 0.2, 0 0.4, 0 0.5 of that statistical deviation, right? Because they cannot overwhelm it. So if, if we're 0.1 and they're 0.2, we win, right? Now, if they come in at, point, if they come in at one standard deviation, okay, then guess what? There is a problem because that is a statistical improbability for an election in the sense of a primary turnout, which is a sure indicator of fraud. They did it in 2020 because they had to. And they covered it up and they've been covering it up ever since. And they've been attacking Trump and us and everybody else. Right. But they yeah. cannot do it again. They know they can't do it again because if they do that again, you're, you're going to see a rise up of, of people. It's going to be bad. Yeah. Stay out of the drama. Stay safe. Yep. They blew it. Nadler feuded with Schiff Pelosi over unconstitutional impeachment of Donald Trump. You want to take a look at that? Um, shit. Yeah, if you want to. Go ahead and open it up. Sorry. And we do have real news, but we wanted to go through Donald Trump because he's trying to tell us something. Yeah, and we have it gets it gets good. So I'm glad we are. Alright, go ahead and scroll down. Oh, hold on a second. Both sides. There we go. All right. So a, a new book reveals how that House Judiciary Chairman Gerald Nadler, also known as the Penguin, was at odds with the House Permanent Select Committee Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff um, and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi handled impeachment proceedings against President Donald Trump, insisting that the methods used by the prominent Democrats were unconstitutional and could be used to attack the party. The revelations come um, in a book set to be released on October 18th called Unchecked, the Untold Story Behind Congress, Congress's Botched Impeachment impeachments of Donald Trump by the Political Playbook co-author Rachel Bade and Washington Post reporter Karan Demaruchan. The book chronicles the methods Democrats use to target Trump, which Nabler is saying are unconstitutional. Well, that's a lawsuit right there if yeah. Donald Trump wanted to. It truly was a witch hunt. Wow. Sons of guns. Let's see. All right. I'm, I'm just scrolling down through his feed to see if it's anything else. I, I think we yeah. can just jump into the news unless you have something um, uh, that was. Let me just take a look. I thought there was. Oh, actually, scroll down to Miranda Devine. This is the one I wanted to talk about. This is below the snapshots of it's right the there. interactive. It's right there. Nope, it's right above, right above Jesse Waters. Go back up. Go back up. Vince, go back up. I am, I am. Okay. Okay. 
right there. It's the Twitter. It's a Twitter post. Gotcha. There it is. Miranda divide. All right. Columns up 30 former FBI agents, including a retired deputy assistant director and head of counterterrorism and five SWAT team members speak out publicly in support of suspended FBI whistleblower, Stephen friend. Do you guys remember Stephen friend is the one who came forth. He's a member of the FBI SWAT team. He came forth and blew the whistle on uh, the DHS and the FBI's attack and uh, surveillance on conservatives and conservative movements and how they are basically creating um, this weaponization of the FBI against Trumpers, people who support Donald Trump, people who believe that the 2020 election was stolen. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And they're not doing it for the right. That's the thing. Right. And specifically, he also blew the whistle on being taken off of um like trafficking cases or yeah, human trafficking investigations that go yeah. out there and re and, and investigate conservatives for january 6 yeah. who were just walking and doing nothing grandmas and grandpas um you know this this guy has massive support from his friends at the fbi and this is a a a good indication because here's the thing is we knew Congress, Ron Johnson, Jim Jordan, st- such, were working with about 18 FBI agent whistleblowers. Stephen Friend is the only one that came forth. He He's the one that gave Project Veritas information. So we could potentially see a lot of these other ones that are being, these 30 former FBI agents that are coming out supporting Stephen Friend. We could potentially see these other 18 whistleblowers come forth and then more support from current and retired FBI in support of them, which means you're going to see a complete overhaul of the FBI because of this. And when I think when Republicans get in in January, which yeah. I think that we have a good chance of them not being able to steal now with everything that's happening, we'll see what happens. But um, that we could even see a disbandment, not a disbandment, but a, a complete overhaul of the FBI. Oh, yeah. And not, not an I, I don't know if we'll ever see an end. Trump had the ability that he did but i think we're going to see a completely revamping of the fbi um you know at the fbi dhs they they overlap on a lot of various different investigatory techniques and so you need to basically limit that uh that that type of authority within just one one branch and be very specific that way legislation can't be duly processed between both of them. but let's uh let's jump into the news that's yeah, let's talk finance to begin with. These are all kinds of things that we've talked about, so I don't think we need to read them, but let's just talk about it. So we remember talking about the debt transfer from students to taxpayers and the the Biden administration was getting sued because mm-hmm. of it, because it's unconstitutional. Well, six more states are joining in, loss, in suing Biden, the Biden administration on it, that. Right. And I, and I wish we had it handy. There's a video out there of Nancy Pelosi two years ago talking about how the president does not have the authority or the ability under the Constitution to cancel student loan debt. Only Congress has that ability. And so with Joe Biden signing an executive order, basically eliminating $10,000 of student loan debt for people, declaring it a national emergency because of the financial crises that we're in, um, he constitutionally cannot do that. He doesn't have the authority to do that. And so he is right now getting sued by six states over this. Um, these states will win. This will go to the Supreme Court, and that will be reversed. That's why you haven't seen any vouchers coming out yet. 
Yeah, man. What a scam that is. And you're absolutely right about that video of Pelosi. Yep. I posted it a couple months ago. I bet we could dig it up, but I wish I would have. Anyway. Um, uh, it's okay. You see what's going on with... Mortgage uh, rates have surged 6.7. Well, yeah, Sorry. we're almost to 7% with that. But I was going to mention this Central Bank's one uh, here that the InfoWars shared today. And we see this with what's going on with Europe and the U.S. now. Mm-hmm. Central banks claim to preserve the value of money through inflation. Uh, the main purposes are to help the economy maintain high rates of employment and price stability. Ironically, they claim to do this uh, through inflation targets. Um, it, it, yeah, I, I agree with it. It may sound like a bad joke, but several central banks actually claim this. Um, on their website, Sweden Central Bank and Reichsbank, you can read it. Mm-hmm. Well, when I look at this, I think uh, I think they're really uh, running it into the ground. This is a kind of a temporary thing of preventing the inevitable. Um, it's going to affect well, the taxpayer at the end of the day when you're just doing uh, the There's a great easing. video out there. It's about 30 minutes long called mm-hmm. How the Economy Works by Ray Dalio, one of the wealthiest men in the world. Okay. And it's about the credit and debt cycles and how the credit and debt cycles work. And basically what happens is when interest rates are low, you have easy money. Money is printed. As the money begins to print, inflation begins to go up. And this is known as a debt or a credit cycle. Okay. And so there's free and easy money. People are taking out credit. People are going out there. They're buying. They're doing retail. And this produces a certain level of inflation. When that inflation level starts to reach something known as stagflation, right? When the prices of things begin to increase, the, the money um, supply becomes largely numbered, mm-hmm. demand begins to diminish because things are becoming too expensive due to the price inflation, then what happens is interest rates rise and spending begins to decrease. The amount of money in circulation gets pulled back in the savings, investments, and these types of things. And this takes us into a debt cycle. And this is what they call a recession. A recession is natural for an economy. It's supposed to happen. And that happens about every 10 years. Okay. And so then you go into a recessionary cycle where people save, interest rates go up, it reduces the money supply. And then all of a sudden you come back out of it when rates go, the inflation is back to normal and stabilizes. And then you start moving back up to the trend again. The problem is, is that we have an artificially manipulated economy, no longer have free markets. The credit and the debt cycle is completely exasperated by the Federal Reserve. They do something known as quantitative easy in order to basically hedge the inflationary growth and stimulate economic growth and GDP. And now quantitative easing is basically where the Federal Reserve prints money that does not count as debt, traditional debt to the United States of America. So they print cash, okay, that does not go into circulation in public, but they use that cash to stimulate Wall Street. And they go out there and they start buying up all the debt on Wall Street with this cash, which the Federal Reserve comes in, these banks, as an ownership mechanism over those corporations' debt. Okay, that money gets distributed, goes out into the public supply, but it doesn't count against our national debt and it doesn't count to go into the circulation. Now, to give you an idea of how this kind of works is within a um, a one and a half year period from COVID to about January of last year. Okay, The Federal Reserve printed roughly $100 trillion 
hundred trillion dollars was pumped. Okay. Now you have to ask yourself, where does that money go? That's the good question. And it's just a whole other aspect of this transference of wealth. This is why we have these inflationary problems is because we have the radicalized spending of the Federal Reserve that is unhinged. They're, they're not asking Congress for this money. It's just within their regulatory powers and frameworks. And then you have the, tri- the trillion dollar budgets that are coming out, trillion dollar bills that are coming out through the Democrats and the radical liberals. Okay, You have the money that's just being financed and thrown overseas, which actually does come about debt. And so... This is why we're in this precarious situation right now, it's because they've ignored the credit and debt cycle. They didn't increase in infl- uh, interest rates when they're supposed to, and inflation has gotten out of control. We're now at a point which is known as hyperinflation. And this ultimately, if, if it's allowed to go forth, which if they only keep on doing 0.75 basis point increases, it's going to be allowed to keep on going forth. It's going to cause a systematic collapse of the dollar. I certainly believe so, man. Yep. So mortgage rates have surged 6.7%, more than double since last year. This is absolutely horrible. Um, You know, I'm looking to get a mortgage right now for Mm -hmm. for buying a house, and and this is my biggest problem. It's it's almost, it's over double of what I'm already paying right now. I don't want to sell my house um, with a 3.2% mortgage. The reason being is because there's still six more rate hikes coming. And I want people to understand that. By the time that these rate hikes are done okay so we got we got october november december january february march march of 2023 okay yeah the interest rate is at 6.7 percent right now okay in six more months that interest rate's gonna be near 15 percent okay understand that it's gonna be near 15 percent which also means that the inflationary price of goods and services is also going to increase with that because they are not going to be able to get inflation under control and the reason being is that if inflation if the interest rates don't match inflation mm-hmm. inflation will continue and it'll actually exasperate the situation think about a runaway semi truck going down a hill okay if you don't have enough resistance on those tires to stop the inertia of that truck the truck's going to keep on going. It's going to burn through those brakes and it's eventually going to crash. That is the situation that we are currently in right now. But I want people to understand is that rates are going to more than double in six months, more than double in six months. And it means at the same time, inflation as well is more than going to double. And we're traditionally at about 23 to 24% inflation, even though they're saying it's 8.7%. And so with like a 23% inflation, we're going to be topping out maybe 15, 16%. You're still going to have that runaway truck scenario and it's going to be devastating. My God. And then you get this, you know, businesses warned the European Union, Union, energy prices could shut down thousands of businesses, thousands of firms within Europe. And yeah, energy prices. Yeah, add that on top of it, supply and demand on top of the inflation that's already there. Your prices are going to go nuts if there's no supply on top of that, right? Yep. Well, and then you have the Nord Stream attack that just happened as well. This is going to be big. I've seen a lot of things coming out blaming this directly on the U.S. Russia has came out and said this has the U.S. It's in the U.S.'s zone. This was U.S. territory where the Nord Stream was. Um, This is big. And, And Go on any Western media news site in the United States of America, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, 
they're not talking about it. Mm-hmm. That was they're not talking about Nord Stream. Yep, they're not talking about Nord Stream. The reason they're not talking about Nord Stream because those motherfuckers did it. Tucker talked about it. I saw that. That's kind of good. It's still fake news, but it's all right. Yep. Fox. Anyway, dude, the world is insane when it comes to cultural destabilization and just wackiness in society. Yeah. They are not stopping. Get a video? Yeah. You're going to like this. Virgin Atlantic's male crew can now wear skirts. The airline has updated its uniform code to remove gender-neutral gendered clothing. Staff can now choose their uniform no matter their gender identity. That music's terrible. They're also introducing optional pronoun badges. Blah, blah, blah. Inclusivity. They're embracing their individuality. It's, dude. So I can't wait to see somebody get on that flight when a mask mandate comes on. And they say, oh, sir, you're going to have to put on your mask. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. Identify as someone who's healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Identify. Yeah. Dude, this is absurd. And it's. that That's absolutely absurd, man. This is the world. This is it, man. Virgin Airlines, everybody. This is the world we live in. Oh. Hey, I'm going to go in that and talk about these real quick. We're going to go here. I'm oh. going to pull up. It looks like we got a cookie war going on. Oh, we've got, yeah, yeah. the Battle of the Streams is okay. going strong. Battle of the Streams, Yay just donated three ice creams. Thank you so much, Yay. Still Bad donated 200 gold pills. Thank you so much, Still Bad, too. Been waiting for this show. Well, every show. Thank you so much, Still Bad. RPG3573 donated one ice cream, two ice creams. Thank you so much, RPG7373. Ezo oh, just donated uh, two ice creams. Thank you so much, Izzy O. Uh, Patriot of Pisces donated one diamond. Thank you so much, Patriot of Pisces. Yay, donated two ice cream. Izzo O, again, one ice cream. Patriot of Pisces, one diamond. Yay, two ice cream. Thank you, Izzo, Izzy O. Yay, Patriot of Pisces. And uh, for all those in Izzy O, for all those donations right there. Vader369 gifted two cookies. Thank you so much, Vader369. Pamo Picasso gifted a cookie. Raj uh, D gifted some shades and a can. Vader369 gifted a phone. Uh, Raja, Vader, uh, Pamlo, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for everybody out there. Daisy Chains gifted three cookies. Thank you so much, Daisy Chains. Pick that uh, Pisces. He put four ice creams right there. Thank you so much, Pick that uh, Pisces. And LED donated two ice creams. It looks like D Live and Pill are going at it. Nothing from Rumble. That's okay, though. It's quite all right. Thank you, guys. All right. Um, here's another one. This one is another thing where uh, society's really screwed up right now. Um, but here's a video that's actually a little bit positive, in my opinion. Made me happy. I think you might like this one as well, Josh. And the audience, y'all, by Clown World. Robbery with children present. Asking her to open up the register. So they all run out of there. And they lock the door behind them, leading the robber inside the store he's trying to rob. And he's realizing it. 
He's a tough guy, though. He should be fine, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he fires at the door, trying to get out. He gets mad, tries to break it down. Begs. Begs and prays to be released. Please, I own nothing. Please, I own, I have nothing. And, well, yeah. the police come. He has a gun. Yeah, he has a gun. <laughs> Those aren't cheap. Yeah, but the police got him, man. Good. And props to that lady and her quick thinking. Well, yeah. And you know what, man? We're going to see more of this social and cultural destabilization. We're going to see more crime moving into the suburban and rural neighborhoods um, if this stuff continues. But I think that uh, we're going through the dark night of the soul right now with the country. Mm. I think we're headed towards that uh, that apex moment. And I mm. think after November, um, things are going to start calming down and maybe settling back to normal, I hope, at least globally if we can uh, make the moves that we need to make and take our country back. Heck yeah, man. Um. San Francisco Unified School District has released a guidebook encouraging teachers to facilitate secret child sex transitions um, and to affirm students who use gender pronouns it at school, which the district says is their gender identity version of the N word what in the fucking world yeah of course it is all right <laughs> absolutely crazy it's man nonsense. i mean you just stay away from these cities don't move there we, we showed the other day on the show <clears throat> that um if you look at the decline of the top cities in the country where the oh. real estate market is the worst and the right. population is declining um, what we mean by the worst is people are leaving and selling their houses and moving yeah. away from those places. It was eight out of 10 of them were liberal cities. Yeah. Specifically in it was Washington the, and California. The uh, price of housing collapsing the quickest. Yep. The price of yeah, the housing, housing collapse happening the quickest. And it was in liberal cities, liberal yeah. states, California and Washington state dominated the chart. And this is why. That's why exactly right there. Yeah, it is, man. I have, I, have, I know liberal people living in Seattle, and they're sick of it. If you can't do Let's anything. go to the, the vaccine holocaust. Yeah, let's. I, I agree, man. I agree. Let's go to the vaccine holocaust because, you know, today people don't know. Um, um, living in a gangster paradise, Coolio. Oh, Coolio's on ice. You know, Coolio passed away. Yeah, Coolio passed away today. They found him dead in his apartment or in his condo or whatever it was. Rest he was, peace. I think, 59 years old. Yeah, rest in yeah. peace, but he died of cardiac arrest. Mm -hmm. 59, cardiac And arrest. so I actually wrote something about him. Yeah, 59, something. cardiac arrest. I, I did. I, I posted it on my Telegram. I was, uh, you know, the, remember the Freddy Krueger thing? No. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Oh, let's hear it. Three, four, better lock the door. Oh, Lord. So it's one, two, they're going to try to vaccinate you. Three, four, Hollywood is dead at the door. Everybody. Five, six, grab your crucifix. Seven, oh, eight, it's going to increase in rate. Nine, ten, when will this genocide end? But that's the truth of oh, the matter. Oh, my gosh. Look right here, vaccine holocaust. Hundreds of thousands of fully vaccinated people are dying weekly. 
official government reports indicate. This is horrible. Yeah, this is genocide. And this is one of the main reasons why, like, when I look at people like Derek, I'm going to meet Derek Johnson tomorrow because he's at the same event that I'm speaking at. Oh, great. But I disagree with him that Trump is president because Donald Trump would never have let that happen in a million years. No. Never would have let that happen. Oh, here's a good that question. Military. Uh, anyways, go ahead. Uh, Super Carry just said, is it from the jab or from fentanyl? Fentanyl. And it's from the jab, I assume. Fentanyl. It's from the jab. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, this is th- this is government reports are actually indicating this, and a lot of them are being placed as COVID deaths or mysterious deaths or just cardiac arrest, myocarditis, or just um, seizures, unexplainable stroke. hundreds of percents increase in child mortalities yeah. and various no, thousands statistically. Yeah, we're ridiculous. having thousands of percents increases in in strokes, yeah. in in heart attacks, and myocarditis. It, it, it's yes. bad. Holy mackerel! And it doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop. Yeah, right there, myocarditis is 133 times higher among fully jabbed. 133 times, not two times, not three times, not zero times, like it should be. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of times. All right. Onward. Yep. Pro vaccine doctor believes Pfizer's COVID jab sent his cancer into overdrive. A Belgian immunologist who is one of Europe's best known champions of medical research says he is suspect the third dose of the Pfizer COVID vaccine was responsible for sending his cancer into overdrive. 67 year old Michael Goldman, uh, professor of immunology and pharma, uh, pharmacotherapy um, at the University of Libertad de Bruxelles in Belgium is also a longtime promoter of vaccines. The Defender reports he told The Atlantic he wants the discussion of the COVID-19 vaccine to be transparent. So he went public about his suspicion that the Pfizer booster shot he received on September 22nd, 2021 may have induced rapid progression of the angioimmunoblastic T-cell lymphoma, a type of lymphoma he had been diagnosed with before he got the booster shot. There you go. Incredibly sad. And this is the thing is that we're finding... That this increase that we're talking about here, Vince. Yes. So we're we're talking. If we look at the death rate, if we look at the people having adverse reactions, mm-hmm. you can actually tear them out with the amount of vaccines they've got. Oh, people with just one vaccine, very very little adverse reactions. Maybe a few skin reactions, a few things happening here. People with two reactions, they have typically. Um, non-life threat yeah non-life threatening types of adverse reactions these types of things but things are going to be chronic for the rest of their life but the people with three this is where it gets fatal and this is what we talked about years ago when this started coming out that the more vaccines that you get of this thing the deadlier it becomes unfortunately dude spot on oh my goodness but I mean, there should yep. be easy What's ways this? to see this to see this as the case, right? Can't we just look at autopsy results? Yeah, absolutely. But guess what? Isn't the FDA not releasing them? <laughs> yeah, look at this. FDA refuses to release autopsy results of people who died after COVID vaccines. Said it's barred from releasing the results of the autopsies conducted on people who died after the COVID-19 vaccines. But a drug safety advocate said the agency could release the autopsies with personal information redacted. But they won't. Nope. The reason they won't is because they're pulling out three foot long clots within these people's bodies. Regularly. Commonly. Mm. These creepy clots, man. That's something else. 
Yeah. It'd be class. Google that someday when you're not having dinner. Um, all right. Do you want to go this, here? And this is one thing to... that I... You know, I'll just I'll just say it, and you can kind of bring it up. Um, you're a Vespasian, but and I don't even think you need to bring it up. I can just do headlines on the last uh, few of these. Um, Europe facing potential famine famine in the wake of the Nord Stream attack. Europe has been facing an energy crisis and a food crisis all the last year, and this comes about. They're going to blame it on Russia and Ukraine, but it really comes about because of the ESG policies that are being derived down into these basically very, very socialist and communist-derived governments that have been infiltrated within the European Union. And they're putting out various different regulations that restrict um, emissions of carbon dioxide, nitrogen, um, the utilization of various different fertilizers, limiting farmers on all these things, which had reduced production by almost 50%. Now, this is coming right after we're, we're having the surge of uh, COVID supply chain coming into those countries. Mm -hmm. Back to work, and they come out and they massively restrict that 50% of their actual production. And then at the same time, Europe has one of the worst droughts in over 600 years. And so this is what's actually causing the fan. Yeah, and it's that deep oh, my state. connection's getting unstable. It's a little unstable, but we got ninety five percent of what you're saying there. The you know, Klaus Schwab and Gates and these these uh people infiltrating these countries are pushing this green agenda and it's absolutely destroying countries. One country you can look at as probably the worst culprit of this is Germany. Just hundred percent pedal to the metal green energy let's go and they're suffering the worst uh, right well and then you also have the fact that people are standing up stepping up and rising up and speaking up about all of this and this is going all all out through the media it's going all out through social media it's going out on platforms like true social it's happening in alternative media like what we're doing right now all we're doing is we're reading new headlines of information that is collected that's well sourced and referenced and they call this misinformation, disinformation, and propaganda it, because it's anti-authoritative, because it's against what their official definition of the current events that are happening. It's against what they're propagating as uh, what they're propagating as a truth is. You remember when the United States they talked about this that um, that if it doesn't come from the CDC, it's not truth. Yeah, I remember that. Right. Fauci said, if it does, if, if it doesn't come from Fauci, it's not truth. Right. Like yeah. This this is what we're talking about here is that I don't trust authority. I don't. I like to research things myself. And, and why am I wrong? Because I research things. Oh, well, you do have an expert in this field. Well, yeah. either is half the people out there talking about it in the political environment. You can't trust the experts. You look at what they're saying and you debunk it in two seconds. What do you expect? These people are yep. crazy. But I, I wanted to point this out, too, just because we were on the topic a minute, minute ago. Uh, yeah. EU mobile coverage may go down this win winter, article by routers. They attribute it to um, their infrastructure not being able to handle potential blackouts and energy uh, needs and such. So that's pretty big. Mm -hmm. It is. And so communication as well is going to go down. Um, and we're talking about a systematic global collapse because if Europe falls, the United States is going right behind them. And so this is this is really big news. This is things that we have to understand. And UN leaders have urged to join the fight to shut down Internet misinformation is what we were just talking about right there. Um, and, and you're going to see a big push in the coming weeks 
um, to may actually make this happen. Um, we're only doing an hour tonight, so we only got a few minutes left. Uh, sorry about that, but we're only going to do an hour tonight. Uh, but I wanted to go over the, uh, the, the Seth Rich. So if you want to pull up Technofog, I think this would be great. Don't mind if I do. And yes, they're, uh, well, yeah, I don't know if there's going to be a Dark Delight show tomorrow. I have to find, I'm waiting to see what time I'm speaking at. Um, new court order on a Seth Rich Freedom of Information Act request lawsuit. The FBI is ordered to produce the information it possesses related to Seth Rich's laptop within 14 days. Oh, this is going to get good. Um, if this information gets out, which it's now ordered to come out, uh, the order that the government shall produce the information it possesses related to Seth Rich's laptop or spent to a plaintiff's FOIA request within 14 days of this order. Um, then we're going to start to find out some real truth. And I bet you're going to find out information pertaining to Seth Rich that he believed he was being followed. He yeah. believed he was uh, a target by the Democrats. Yeah, This is what you're going to see. And I know that this is what they're hiding. The government, what does it say here? Hold on, I got to... The government plans to introduce evidence which reflects that every phone call received by the defendant from July 21st, 2016 through August 2016 on the phone number that he provided to Sergi Milan was from individuals other than Milian who were known to the defendant, either from his contacts list or through other means. And thus, the defendant's contention about the anonymous caller is not supported by the evidence. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So this this is going to be really interesting. This could be a massive development in the Seth Rich case. If you don't know who Seth Rich is, um, he is the guy who basically stole the information from the DNC pertaining to Hillary Clinton, gave it to WikiLeaks, of which that's when they released all her, her emails and stuff like that, um, as well as uh, just a, a, a true hero whistleblower. He was gunned down in Washington, D.C., just outside of Georgetown. Uh, which is pretty, pretty sad. And, and he wasn't even robbed. He was shot like six times back. Uh, it's believed that it was an MS-13 gang member who's the one who killed him. And that MS-13 gang gang member died a few months later in a, uh, a fire, just coincidentally. Wow. Let's go back in here. Finish up the battle of the streams. We had LED donated two ice creams. Carrie Lake gifted a cookie. Much appreciated for all the donations, guys. Um, I have. Uh, I, I, I just got a really busy time. I'm out here looking for a house in Minnesota. I hope yeah, you guys do well, understand. I appreciate you coming on, though. That's yeah. Are you going to continue on, or uh, no? I got to call it as well. But we will be back okay, cool. early in the morning with coffee, and then another, uh, and then we'll. Uh, it, it's Friday, so we're jumping into the weekend, but. We could catch yep. up in the morning. Very cool. Very cool. All right, guys. Thank you for all the donations tonight on the Battle of the Streams. I believe it was. I want to say Pilled one book tonight. Uh, Looked like it. Wait, yeah. Definitely yeah, Pilled. Good job, Pilled. Definitely Pilled. Thank you guys so much. Much love, respect, guys, for all of that. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Don't forget to head on over to socialredpill.com. There's a Zoom live every night. Uh, Vince and a whole bunch of people are usually in that, so you guys can take yeah. care of that. We'll be live tonight, um, everybody. That's right. They'll be live tonight. You can find that in the events tab on the left-hand side, and it should be right there. And Vince will also post it on the main feed. But much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all have a great night. We'll talk to you guys later.